Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodem with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? More sports return this week. The NBA resumes play on Thursday in Orlando. The LPGA is back on Friday in Toledo. The NHL begins again on Saturday with the 2020 Stanley Cup qualifiers as the Eastern Conference gathers in Toronto and the Western Conference assembles in Edmonton. Like we did last week with Major League Baseball, we'll preview the National Hockey League's return to play with announcers and an executive from U.S. broadcaster NBC. First, the format. Four best-of-five series in each conference will see the 5 through 12 seeds play. At the same time, the top four teams in each conference will play round-robin games to set seeding in the 16-team Stanley Cup playoffs. The networks of NBC will present up to 120 hours of games, highlighted by over 10 hours a day of play from August 1st through August 5th, and more than 25 NHL games will be shown on NBCSN in a seven-day span. Games airing on NBC are exclusive. All NBCSN and USA Network games will be blacked out in local markets as they will be available on regional sports networks. Blackout rules will apply to streaming coverage on NBCSports.com and the NBC Sports app, and some games will be joined in progress. Here's a preview of the first three days of the NHL's return to play. On Saturday, August 1st, five of the eight qualifying round series will face off. NBCSN will have a triple header as the New York Rangers will host the Carolina Hurricanes at noon Eastern, followed by the Florida Panthers and the New York Islanders at 4 p.m. Eastern, and then the Winnipeg Jets versus the Calgary Flames at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Also on August 1st, NBC will have a double header as the Chicago Blackhawks take on the Edmonton Oilers at 3 p.m. Eastern and the Montreal Canadiens will play the Pittsburgh Penguins at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday, August 2nd, the three remaining qualifying round series begin. At 2 p.m. Eastern, USA Network will have the Arizona Coyotes versus the Nashville Predators. At 8 p.m. Eastern on NBCSN, the Columbus Blue Jackets will take on their Toronto Maple Leafs, and the night will end at 10.30 p.m. Eastern as the Minnesota Wild play the Vancouver Canucks. Also on Sunday the 2nd, the first two round-robin games will be played as NBC features the Eastern Conference-leading Boston Bruins against the Philadelphia Flyers at 3 p.m. Eastern. At 6.30 p.m. Eastern on NBCSN, the top team in the Western Conference, the reigning Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues, will play the Colorado Avalanche. On Monday, August 3rd, Game two of four qualifying series that started on Saturday will continue, while the final four teams in round-robin play will hit the ice for the first time as the meat in a six-game sandwich on NBCSN. At 4 p.m. Eastern, the Washington Capitals will play the Tampa Bay Lightning, 
and the Dallas Stars will take on the Las Vegas Golden Knights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. NBC's lead analyst Eddie Olchuk looks forward to the long day's journey in tonight with 10-plus hours of hockey, which Patrick Kane of the Chicago Blackhawks compares to March Madness. Olchuk hopes the games will give fans a break from the COVID-19 pandemic. There's challenges, but that's... We know what's going on in the real world, and uh, we're, we're going to try to entertain the hockey fans and, and to know that we're going to be on all day. It's going to be up and down. I mean, we're going to have games going on, and, you know, just, I mean, the logistics part of it is, you know, I think I looked at the schedule there in the qualifying rounds. I mean, there are going to be some games where you could have multi-overtime games going on during the course of a day, and when you're expecting to drop the puck at a certain time, that may be a little bit later than normal because there's only one ice sheet and you might be following a double or a triple overtime game and you know your game may start three four hours later but it's just hey it's the hand that's everybody's been dealt and we'll be calling it whether it's at noon eastern or you know maybe at at midnight we'll 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 be there and we'll be calling it and uh, really looking forward to the challenge and uh, and bringing uh, the greatest game in the world to the greatest fans and it'll be a lot of fun to hopefully take people away from the real world for a little bit of time. Similar to ESPN providing the world feed for the MLS's back tournament, Sam Flood, the executive producer of NBC Sports, explains how NBC and Canadian counterpart Rogers will produce host feeds from the two hub cities through the second round of the playoffs. With the two locations in Toronto and Edmonton, just to give you a quick overview of how we're doing this. Uh, for the first time ever, there'll be a host feed from each building. So in Edmonton, Rogers will produce the host feed that other broadcasters, particularly through the first round, will uh, lay their own commentary on top of. And in Toronto, uh, our, we've got some NBC producers and directors who will be producing the host feed from there. And back in our Stamford building, we will be adding commentary, uh, graphics, and unique elements that make it an NBC show. Looking ahead to hockey's Final Four, the conference and then Stanley Cup Finals, Flood says the remote operation will transition on-site to the Western Conference hub. Once the second round of the playoff ends and the entire event moves to Edmonton for the conference finals and finals, we will park a truck uh, from NBC Sports next to the Rogers host feed, and we will supplement that coverage and originate the entire telecast from out of Rogers Center out there in Edmonton. When play gets underway on Saturday, August 1st, Flood describes how the announcers and technical teams will span the North American continent, including NBC's lead play-by-play announcer Mike Doc Emmerich, who will broadcast from parts unknown outside of Hockey Town. We've got talent on site in Toronto. We got Pierre Maguire about to arrive in Edmonton. Uh, Doc Emmerich has got the best studio ever created outside Detroit. We can't tell you the exact location. That remains secret. Uh, And then Stanford will have the core of our group between the studio operation uh, and some of our play-by-play and game analysts, which will be calling some of the early games from there. Eventually, the majority of the calls will come from inside the buildings. We will have a complete uh, broadcast team in Toronto. We've got <clears throat> Gord Miller is on site there. John Forslund is on site there. Mike Milbury uh, is traveling in, and he will be on site in Toronto inside the bubble, as will uh, Brian Boucher. And Brian will be inside the glass for a number of games. Uh, we consider it 
similar to an Olympic experience that you're all in. Uh, this is a little bit longer than the 17 or 16 days of an Olympics, but the talent group and the production team is ready for an incredible experience. Speaking of the Olympics, which have been broadcast on NBC since 1988, Flood notes those events have driven innovation, and that experience will be important for this year's NHL playoffs. Our Olympic structure and system and leadership, uh, both on the production and technical side, has given us a roadmap on, on how to execute here. So there are lessons learned that we've used through the years. And as we've evolved, little things that we're doing now, like graphics, no longer traveling to a lot of our hockey games, that execution was already in place. So as we had new ways to, to be efficient and also to be smart about how we allocate our resources, we're able to execute at new levels. And thankfully, the Olympic team uh, has broken a lot of barriers there. Back to Doc's booth. As the gold standard for hockey play-by-play, and some might say all of sports broadcasting, Emmerich takes us behind the scenes of his bunker. The uh, chair I'm sitting at has a table in front, monitors on the left and right. I would guess that they're about 30 inches diagonal. And the one on the left is the one that I'll be uh, receiving the game from. The one on the right will be for um, occasional isolations of my broadcast partners. So I'll be able to see them rather than normally um, we will be getting we will signal each other if I'm sitting next to Eddie after 14 years, we've kind of learned uh, body language signals to each other when one needs to get in. But uh, I may have isolations of them as well as uh, replays that they'll show coming back from commercial, just like they would if I were in the arena or if I were um, in Stamford, where some of the other announcers would be. Directly in front of me is a small iPad, which also doubles as the camera for uh, any brief on cameras that I would do in an intermission or before the game. And next to it is a laptop, um, and on the laptop they are able to uh, show me graphics or cards that I would read that are promotional announcements, etc. So it um, and there's a small audio uh, mixer that would have my um, uh, headset microphone patched into it as well as a um, as a mic that pins to my um, my blazer. Uh, so I would have two different microphones in case one went down. And the, uh, the microphone pinned to the blazer is for the on-camera, and the headset mic is for broadcasting the game. So it's very compact. It is very comfortable, and I've had some practice with it. Brian Boucher, a former NHL goaltender who will be in the Toronto bubble and inside the glass for NBC, takes you on the ice to describe potential challenges for the netminders. The NHL has done a good job of taking uh, the empty seats away. So it, it gives you a different feel uh, when you're inside the arena. I always felt it was different uh, as a goaltender when you went to the big arenas and had your morning skate. Nobody was in the building. It just had a different feeling in there. And then when the fans were in the building, you know, it, it felt like it was tighter. It felt like, it, you know, there was you know, obviously the energy. Uh, but the one thing that I, I'm, I'm a little curious about is they've got these um, LED screens that are behind the benches, probably about, 20, 25 rows up, I would say, and plus there's a stage over there. You know, what type of lighting will be there? And will that will that be something that the goaltenders have to get used to? Uh, or will it not be displaying anything while play is going on? I, I think it'll be a little bit of a unique uh, 
challenge for the goaltenders. Just, you know, different sight lines. I'm not saying it's going to throw guys' games off, but it's going to take a little bit of an adjustment. Olchuk, in addition to being NBC's lead hockey analyst, serves as a handicapper during the network's triple crown horse racing coverage. With COVID-19 delaying the Kentucky Derby until September and the Preakness until October, which will take place during the final NHL playoffs push, he's hoping to contribute to both the hockey and horse racing broadcasts. It's going to be hot and heavy, I know that, and uh, you know it's going to be more pucks than ponies here for the next uh, five or I guess next five weeks, and then hopefully if uh, we can, you know, pull it off, I think still to be determined that uh, what my role will be with uh, with our horse racing team at NBC for the uh, for the first Saturday in September for the uh, run for the roses uh, at Churchill Downs in Louisville on that first Saturday. So uh, it's uh, I mean this time of year, I, look at this time of year when you got hockey and horse racing going on. Uh, I'm a happy human. As the NHL enters a never-before-seen environment, there are a lot of questions, and Emmerich highlights a few, including an unprecedented amount of facial hair as one player plays out a hockey tradition. They were experimenting with officials having whistles with no P inside the whistle. I, I don't know what that'll sound like, but that's one of the things I'm going to listen to to see whether they actually use those or not. Um, coaches wearing masks. Uh, how many are going to do that? Will they all do it? Uh, the Hurricanes had a team picture where everybody in the team picture this year was wearing a mask. Uh, Ian Cole started his playoff beard in October. If Colorado wins, it'll be a year old. I wonder if it'll be down to his waist by then. Uh, <laughs> these are the questions that America might be asking as we get further along and then again they may not care at all. Uh, it's all a part of the fun of getting into this. With the prospect of hockey on the horizon and 24 teams keeping hope alive that they will raise the Stanley Cup this fall, Emmerich waxes poetic about the next few months. For myself, as well as hockey fans, the sun has finally burst through, and we've got finalized plans to return to play and skates hitting the ice and athletic heroes in uniforms after we have waited awkwardly back and and applauded the gallant uh, people who have kept us going through this absence and continue to keep us going through a very difficult time. Uh, Seasons in jeopardy uh, because of injury have now changed. Full recovery has enabled some athletes to return to their teams and contribute toward going to the Stanley Cup. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes. We're also available on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Find us at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V.com, and on social at Believe Podcasts. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.